All right, here we are again, opening up, and I still kind of have a protein bar in my mouth. So That's I had awesome. to get a little strength. So anyway, Lisa. Do, do I, I make you weak? Do I make you weak, babe? No, talking yeah, podcast? just looking at you makes me weak at the knees. But anyway. Um, wow. You're so beautiful. You are. I anyway, still hit you. So you, you love, well, when you hit me, that means you love me. So you I'm have always adopted that from Hitch. You know, I'm you know the always, secret. always happy when you hit me. So that's, right. that's thank awesome. You. So anyway, um, I I don't think we talked enough about you know our last podcast. We talked about women preaching. I don't think we talked enough about it. So I and, and just just in I just case, try to adjust his mic. Just if in you case just run away. anybody, yep. Lisa's trying to adjust my mic. She's being a producer right now. Not okay, just I can a, tell a you preacher. a story. I can tell you a story. Tell me a story, baby. So you know, I, I, you know, I do, I do consider it an honor and a privilege. I don't consider it a right. I do consider it's an honor and privilege. Well said. That I get to, to get to do first women's conferences and second sometimes Sunday worship services. I don't feel entitled to that. I feel like it's an honor and a privilege. You so don't I just know wanna, this, I but just I tell pastors go, all over the place, please have my wife in. Please stop that. Because I believe in you, because <laughs> I me. believe men have, men have expressed to me they've received more from you than about anybody else they've heard. And that just really blesses me. Yeah, I've had men in Hillsong, London tell me that. I've had men around the country that are like, man, your wife, when she spoke, she just touched a part of me that nobody else has touched. And, and I think that's because of the anointing on your life, but I think it's because of the feminine heart that you carry. And I think it's a mama's voice because I've had people definitely say the same things about you that are women saying your husband, my life was radically changed by his message on the fear of the Lord, on undercover, on bait of Satan. So I think that that's the thing is God wants both. it, It isn't either or, it's both. It's an and. And I think that that's where we've lost some of the richness. But I was preaching at a church, and I absolutely loved my time at the weekend. I, we had powerful meetings on Friday and Saturday for the women, and Sunday morning I did the service. The pastor was so honoring. The people were so honoring. Standing ovation. But there's always that one person waiting afterwards in line, and you can see them. You're like, oh, no, here it comes. So I had the hugs from a bunch of couples, and there was the one brother, the one brother that I could see that he was going to come up to me afterwards, even when I was preaching, who just couldn't wait. And he said, look at you all up there, all bold, talking, knowing what First Timothy says. I was pretty surprised you'd be that bold. And I just, you know, you just smile and you just go, oh, thank you. Can I address that? Yes, go ahead. You're commanded to preach the gospel boldly. Paul said to the Corinthians and to the Ephesians, and pray for me that I might speak boldly as I ought to speak. So you're commanded to preach the gospel by Jesus himself, by God himself. Are you supposed to not speak it boldly? And well, I do think a lot of women feel, and again, I'm just speaking for the women who has been that, not bold. Um, I do think the women feel like if they say it as a question, if they say it as a pondering point, then they feel like they're not out of line. I, I do remember a turning point for me was when I was actually at Hillsong London, and um, Pastor Gary Clark uh, pulled me aside afterwards and said, you insult my church. And I'm like, what? I love that he, he did this. And he said, hey, you get up at the women's conference, at, you know, at the Hillsong Women's Conference, you're all bold on Friday and Saturday, and you come in here on Sunday, and you ask everything like it's a question yep. instead of declaring it as truth. And I just was in shock and I looked at him and Chris Kane was in the car and I looked at Chris Kane for like help because I I had never even preached in my home church. And I said, Christine, tell him. And she said, I wish you'd just figure this out. You know, and the truth is, 
if we're going to say it like a question, and if we don't say it decisive, it does make people wonder why we're up there talking. Well, you know, at that time, you had been under a teaching that women were only allowed to testify, tell stories, but they weren't allowed to preach. Share. I believe it was share. 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 Okay. No teaching. And I remember saying to you repeatedly, Lisa, I am your husband. I want you to preach. And you were really held back by the Because fact, you weren't my pastor. Right, right. because I, wonder, I wasn't your pastor. And, and, right. and I respect that about you because, Lisa, the thing I say constantly about you is that you are a woman that fears God, which means you want to do what God wants more than anything else. Which but, doesn't mean I do everything right. It just means I end up saying I'm sorry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Lisa, it just broke my heart to see you get up and not speak boldly because I know you had so much to give. Now, I'm going to say this again. What I love about you is you don't, you don't preach like a man. You preach like a mother, and you preach with, with boldness. And I've, I've said this for years, and you've said this for years. A church without a father's or without a mother's voice is as hel- unhealthy as a home without a mother's voice. And to be honest with you, God will give homes that don't have mothers grace because the mother was tragically lost in a car wreck or, or died of a disease, and he'll give them grace. But you know, I don't think God's real happy the fact that the women have been suppressed and not allowed to church. proclaim the yeah. word because mm-hmm. we've missed out on the mother's voice. And in traveling and in the landscape all over the world, Lisa, the churches that celebrate their women and encourage their women to flourish in the gifts that God's placed in their life. In other words, they have put people in positions based off of anointing and gifting and character, not based off of gender. Those have been the healthiest churches I preached in all over the world. And so why? Because they had a father's voice and they had a mother's voice. And that's what the church of Jesus Christ needs. And I want to be known as a proponent of somebody that really is saying to the daughters, to the mothers, Please let your voice be heard because we need to hear from you. Now, I, I, I'm going to say this, and, and, and this, 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 this is really important. I, I feel like I'm, I'm coming into being a father in the, in the, in the church. Okay, now, I, think, I think you've got the ear of a lot of daughters right now. I feel like I have a responsibility to affirm the daughters and the mothers. Because if you look at Jesus, God affirms the grandmothers. Jesus. God affirms Jesus when he was baptized, yeah. When he was baptized and said, this is my son, he affirmed him at the River Jordan. The first thing Satan does when he goes out to the desert is he challenges the affirmation. Oh, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God. Then the first city Jesus goes to, they challenge the affirmation. They say, oh, this is just Joseph's son. He's just the carpenter's son. Do you know what the Bible says? He could not do any mighty works. It doesn't say he wouldn't. It said he couldn't. The gift of God in Jesus Christ, our Lord, Master, and Savior, was literally suppressed, held back because he was not affirmed. And if we don't affirm our daughters, our mothers, and our grandmothers, then you know what? The gift of God in them is going to be held back. And you Which know means what? we lose. We lose as, yeah. the, as the church. We lose. The world loses. They don't hear the voice of the daughters and the mothers and the grandmothers speaking out. You know, Philip's got four daughters that prophesy. You know, uh, the first first one who really, really announced Jesus in the temple, well, it was actually Simon, but then it was Anna, the prophetess. If you look at if you look at Mary, she was the first one to proclaim Jesus' res- resurrection. He's alive, guys. And so, you know, we've got to get the women out there to proclaim the word of God. 
I love your passion with that. And, and, you know, I think that, uh, again, I just want to say, I, I get it. If you're out there and you're listening and you're saying, well, that's okay for you, your John Bevere's wife, and he's got your back and, you know, he'll protect you. You know, here's the truth. Obedience is what protects. And if God is telling you to do something now, he's not going to tell you to do something that is in, um, it's out of order that is going to be, um, usurping your husband's authority or your pastor's authority or anything like that. But let's say, let's say you you know, you have such a strong feeling that you're supposed to speak. You're supposed to speak. You're supposed to, that gift that's on your life is supposed to come forward. I would really challenge you to go to your husband and say, you know, and I actually, I know that you and I had this conversation and say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to be obedient. I'm ready to be obedient. I'm ready to understand my moment in time. I remember I came with you with the the book of Esther and I said, I feel like God is saying that I need to be obedient and I, I need to be a good steward, but I want your favor on my life. I don't want to just go out and do it. You had already been telling me to do it, but I was ready to come. I was ready to come into that position. And you were like, yeah, I've always wanted you to have that. You've, you've got the scepter extended. I, I want you to go and be all that you need to be. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of misconception that preaching only happens in the pulpit. And if women are feeling like they're called, you know, they're not going to train in the pulpit. There's going to be uh, opportunities for them to serve in the church. There's going to be opportunities for them to mm-hmm. have small, yes. small groups in their homes to disciple younger women. And, you know, there are certain things that you can hear better from a mother than you can hear from a father. And, we, you know, we have to think about that the Bible commands, commands. This isn't like, hey, if you feel like it, commands that the older women must Teach and train the younger women to love their husbands, do good, and train their children up. And so there's been a disconnect where that hasn't happened. There hasn't been a a facilitation of them connecting. But I I do know as a woman, when I get up there and you would be frustrated because I wasn't bold or Gary would be frustrated or whoever it was, it was because in the back of my head, John, you know what I heard? I heard what you're doing is wrong. You have no right to right. be up here because I'd heard it that's so much from the that's pulpit. That's why I'm a little passionate. So I get it that that script is in their head, and and yeah. uh, you know, and and so and and I want to I want to reaffirm what you yeah. just said. You said, "Hey, you know, serve. You've got the opportunity to serve." I mean, I I, I want to make this this is the this is the counterbalance point. Um, I knew I was called to preach, Lisa. I didn't go up to my pastor and say, "Hey, I want to preach in the pulpit." You know what I did? I went to the detention homes and preached. I went to the jails and preached. And I served as an usher in my church. And I took care of my pastor's kids and gave them tennis lessons. And I served and I served and I served because ministry is serving. But you know, there came a day when my pastor said, John, I want you to speak in the pulpit. And that was after years and years and years of serving. And so just as I walk that path and you walk that path, ladies, if the gift of God is in your life, then serve, because that's what Lisa and I do. When we get on these microphones, we're serving you. We're not, we're not being commanders and leaders in the sense of lording over people. Jesus said, who's greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? He said, yet it's he who sits at the table is greater, he said, but not so here. He said, I am among you as one who serves. So always keep that at the forefront of everything you do. You're a servant, you're a servant, you're a servant. And that way you won't get trapped and caught up into the snare of the enemy, like Timothy said. 
like Paul said to Timothy. So if I'm a young girl out there and I feel the call of God is on my life to serve, or if I'm a pastor's wife and I've been hiding behind my kids like they're a human shield and I don't have to do anything, you know, I guess what you're saying is go to your leader and say, hey, how can I serve? I feel the gift of God is on my life, but I know that that is developed through serving. And so find a place. And also, if you're just if you're there and, and your women don't have a connection, you know, see what you can do to build a connection That's among good. the women in your church. See what you can do to help your pastor with that way before you're like, we need a voice. This is equal rights. Just get in there and serve. Begin to begin to nurture the women. Begin to pour into the women, and your gift will make room for you. So I hope this is helpful to you if you have been questioning whether what is in your life is rebellion because I mean that's just really hard if you feel called and you feel conflicted but if you're out there you know we want to just say to you be wise be loving be kind be faithful and God will make a way for you you can get more information on Instagram Facebook Twitter we love to hear from you and uh, we want to keep just building that gift of God in your life